I think Adult Swim is such an interesting thing, and I feel like we can use it kind of as a. I yeah, this is the first Adult Swim show, so I do think we'll talk about that. So there's a lot to talk about here, and there's so many shows in Adult Swim that like this show. Like, it's not that I thought that the finale of Squid Billies deserves an Emmy, but I will say that the gap in both in in every in sound design in execution of <laughs> we'll jokes talk about sound design. in <laughs> in 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 animation in voice acting in like in in like continuity like in themes every single aspect of this show improved obviously between the pilot and the finale, which is nice because sometimes we get like really, really big pilots that are like, wow, they really put time and energy and money into this pilot. And then the finale, they're like, and they've given up on it five years ago, like, which is the opposite of this and many adult swim shows. Um, yeah. It seems like weirdly we are getting right into it. So this folks, it's that time. It's that time to talk about every television show in existence. It's, as you know, the podcast dedicated to covering every television show in existence, covering the first and last episode and glossing over everything in between. I am Ian Benson. Joining me, as always, he won't let you touch his front butt. It's Travis Marmon. <laughs> Hello. Auburn sucks. <laughs> and we've replaced him with Tracy Morgan for only the final <laughs> season. It's Stephen Doughton. I, I, damn it. I don't have a Tracy Morgan impression ready. Uh I gotta go see Dr. Spachemin. That's Tracy Jordan. What is Tracy one. Morgan like? I once the same. watched Tracy a Jordan. Yeah, one of the, the same, same a pack guy. of wolves successfully take over and run a Wendy's. Um, what's what's this? What's this? I feel like you always cite ones, uh, Travis. That's like a thing that Tracy that happened to Tracy Morgan that wasn't weirdly Tracy Jordan. Uh, his like Shark Tank caught on fire or something it was like a thing that happened to real Tracy Morgan. <laughs> My Shark Tank caught on fire, Liz Lemon. <laughs> Yes, so we're here to talk about Squid Billies, the Adult Swim animated television program uh, that ran from uh, April 1st, 2005, uh, with his unofficial pilot, and then officially ran uh, from October 16th, 2005 to December 13th, 2021, 132 episodes over 13 seasons. That follows the Color? Is it Color? The Kyler. 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 Yeah. I was like, something like, how is it? Early Kyler. Yeah, it's Kyler. Yeah. Uh, Kyler family, an impoverished family of anthropomorphic hillbilly mud squids living in the Georgia region of the Blue Ridge. I found this show that I, I figured out what my struggle with what this program as we were talking earlier. And I want to ask this question to you guys. When did you watch this program? Right before bed last uh, night. I watched it Saturday at about 3 p.m. Okay, my struggle was the sun was out, and I was stone-cold sober. Yeah, <laughs> you can't watch I any Adult Swim animated program that way. I was drinking my morning <laughs> coffee. I really should have brought out the weed. Like, I have weed. Uh, <laughs> Matt, cut that out. The cops are listening. Uh, but uh, I, I really should have found a way to smoke it before watching this show. I, like, I was like, I... I've, I I just ate breakfast and I'm sitting down and I'm watching Squidbillies. Like somebody's like, oh, I missed last night's Squidbillies. Let me catch up. No. Yeah, no one's ever done that. What? <laughs> it's meant to be seen at 1.30 a.m. By the way, Travis, hey, did congrats. Did you guys see last night's Squidbillies? 
It was, it was really great. I was catching um, up on Super Jail this morning. Uh, how many times, <laughs> Travis? I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask a, a relatively grotesque question. How many times are you in a in the bathroom on a given day longer than the two episodes of Squid Billy <laughs> that we have to watch? Not as much recently because of the new oh, uh, drug that I'm on for this clinical trial. But I would say most mornings uh, for the last <laughs> decade, I've been on the, the for longer thing. than two episodes of Squid Billy's once at I, least once a day. I like <laughs> pressed play on it, and I was like. Oh, yeah, 11 minutes. And then the second one was also 11 minutes. And I was like, damn, I haven't finished my coffee. <laughs> like, Yeah. I, 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 it was very refreshing, to be honest. I was like, oh, it God. was amazing. Oh, but wow. like a lot of times when we watch a show, you know, one of the shows we're watching, you know, like I enjoyed Star Trek. I enjoyed Daijin Gong. But uh, those are both, you know, the, Star Trek was three hours. That was like me getting up like I got to pause. I got to get a water bottle. I gotta, this was like, damn, I can't even... I can't, like, I'm done. It's over. It was less to watch the two episodes of that were less than watching one episode of the television show I'm currently watching. That's right, folks. Exciting announcement. Ian Benson is actually watching a television program. Wow. Which one? And I will be done what with it by tomorrow. Watching? Reservation Dogs, that show fucking whips. Yeah, we keep meaning to watch that. We watched the first two episodes like two years ago and then we're like, uh, we'll let this grow on us and then we just haven't, but we should. It just ended, so I was like, yeah. I should check it out. And I have now watched 18 episodes of Reservation Dogs. Damn. Those half-hour shows... I can't shows, believe Quintation Tarantino made a TV show. <laughs> I like that name. I'm not going to make any jokes about it. I'm just going to let the silence sit in it. You like the name Quintation? I think it's a fun name that you came up with there. <laughs> Quintation okay. Tarantino. But I was just going to sit in the pause. I mean, great linebacker name. Squid Billies. Billy Squids. Uh, what sport does Billy Squid play? If you hear that name. Football? Billy Squid. Is it Billy Squid and then like his last name is something else? But everyone calls I him mean, Billy Squid. I mean, Sid the Squid Moncrief uh, is a basketball player. Um, Billy the Squid. I'm, I'm going to go with baseball, though. Hold on. Is Billy the Squid anything? <laughs> I'm sure there's. I'm sure it's been drawn. I don't know. Um, there's a character named yeah, Billy on the show, oh, but he's a, a human. Oh, you know what? Billy, Billy the squid is a uh, squid-like imaginary friends friend in Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. He's the drummer mm. of the band Pizza Party. Mm. That sounds fun. I mean, Squid Billy's is Billy the squid. Do you know how Squid Billy's was created? How they came up with this idea? Uh, I was vaguely reading this. Uh, reading this earlier, it was like. There was a conversation about that weird octopus from Hanna-Barbera cartoons that's named, like, Squidly Diddly. Yes. Like, they came up with the name before they came up with the concept, is my understanding. 100%. The name yeah. was created by Mike Lazo, the vice president of Adult Swim at the time, who was basically like, hey, Squid Billy, is that anything? <laughs> is this anything? Can you do anything with that? Aqua Teen guys, what are you doing? Can you do something with that? Can we just have Master Shake there? But it's like a grandmother. <laughs> That was yeah. how it was created. Well, it's amazing that like this, there was a time, and maybe they're still doing this. I'm just not paying attention, and, and they probably are. But like, I think the attention, like, Adult Swim, was a place for people to just try shit. And mm -hmm. like, I remember there was a time when we were growing up, and I think we've actually brought this up before on the podcast, or if not in person, where they would on on regular Nickelodeon or Cartoon, Cartoon Network, Network. I forget which one. Cartoon it Network. Is, where they would be like, here's five pilots. Kids, which one did you like the most? Vote on it. Like, and then... Yeah, cartoon and cartoons. Like, 
and Nick, Adult Nick Swim, would do that too. They both did that. And Adult Swim didn't really do that so much as they just throw shit at the wall and saw what, what stuck and like what people talked about. And like I, I kind of love that as an idea. I mean, I guess the problem is the reason why it doesn't work as much now is because the internet is that. Like just people on mm-hmm. YouTube making shit is that. But I think there's less... I'm certainly less tempted to look at something that doesn't work and like squint at it and be like, why doesn't this work? And then see it start to work in the way that we could when we were watching Adult Swim, even fucking Venture Brothers. Like you watch the pilot, which is which has its merits. But like halfway through that show, that show is just genuinely very good. And the pilots Mm -hmm. like they have ideas. It's clunky. It's a bit too hyper masculine. This is the problem with every adult show. The creators adult talk Swim about show. how much they hate the first season of that show too. Or like, there's a lot of jokes yeah, that didn't age well or whatever. That it's, yeah, well, it's immature. Like that's that's and then adult, adult Swim, a lot of the shows started that way. It was like immature humor, like some good ideas, like not really fleshed out, and then and then it's and then people started to get attached to their characters, thought about what they actually wanted to say where where adult swim was or where like venture rose was like okay we actually have some things to say about superhero culture and we can actually like take the piss out of it in ways that is relatable and fun and where squidbillies was like here's an episode where we're gonna step we're gonna like set up jokes and then shit on them we're gonna be like here's the setup for a joke uh for 11 minutes and then in the finale, uh, no, that's Assy like, McGee. Actually, is what you're describing there. But fuck off. <laughs> and in the finale, it was like, okay, here's here's the setup punchline, and like a little bit of a fun little dance after the joke with characters that you know about who have desires and motivation and a. Theme. And I guess in theory, people love. Though it would be You've been watching them saw, for 17 years or whatever. I just like, if yeah. I saw someone wearing a T-shirt that had Rusty from Squidbillies on it, I would double take in real life for whatever. Yeah, I'd be like, "What's your deal? What happened? Are you like, like a really <laughs> big like Georgia football fan? Yeah, yeah. Um, like th- this show is what I thought King of the Hill was going to be before I ever watched it, which was that. like, which was like I thought King of the Hill was like really gonna be like filthy hillbilly country culture stuff whereas like if you can't connect with what king of the hill is doing i mean i guess you grew up in new york city yeah like there's all there's stuff <laughs> to connect with for for most yeah, if people. you grew up in any sort of middle america of any kind uh right that's that whereas, whereas, people, like, people say this about squidbillies though like part of why i picked the show as someone with very little like experience in the deep south uh, but, like, a thing I've heard a lot from Southerners over the years is that, like, Squidbillies is actually a show that does get it in a way that, like, you wouldn't expect. There was even, I swear to God, there was a mayor of a town in Georgia who was like, I'm declaring Squidbillies, like, culturally significant to hear. That's not a surprise. Well, well <laughs> but, but, the, but the show does get it. And, and, yeah. and, and, and I think that's clear, especially when they just started actually trying to make actual jokes and actual themes and I, like the theme of the finale is so like the the pyramid scheme of hate and being trapped and your parents deciding yeah. that you had to suffer because you did that's like every 
it's like so many novels. This, this, that so is so that's so it's so <laughs> it's so relevant to the culture of those places. You have to stay because I had to stay because that's what we do. We stay. We stay in our shit place, in our shit place in the world, in our shit place in like actual location and metaphorical location in the hierarchy of the United States. Like and and by the time they got done with the show, I totally understand how somebody could say that, and yeah. the way that the grandmother relates to early relates to Rusty, uh, and they said what they've probably been saying for seventeen years, but very directly and in your face in the in the finale of the show. Yeah, which is which is the surprising profundity. Something of that probably release. needs something that probably needs to be said, and, and probably needs to be said more often because the people in those places think that way you know when i was in warsaw indiana the people who live there and had lived there for generations there's just this feeling there's an inferiority complex that they don't would never describe that way and then there's a there's this there's this desire to make the place that they live better because that's their identity and that's what they have to do and if they can't make it better well then they'll all suffer together and if you leave then you're shit because that's betraying your family, your town, your heritage, you know, all these things. And it's such an interesting series of ideas that lets things like someone robbing a bank and saying, hey, how's it going, person who <laughs> I'm robbing the bank for? Like, the, the first episode had ideas, and then they just shout on all their ideas. It's like... It's like it was so f- it was so frustrating to watch as someone who sometimes considers himself a comedian. <laughs> you um, you can tell that Steven's gone all European on us because he used to just say Warsaw, but now he says Warsaw, Indiana, to <laughs> amend the statement, so it doesn't sound like he's speaking <laughs> well, about it's like, his it experience is fair to in anyone Poland. who doesn't know Steven's life. No, that I, they I not know <laughs> Warsaw, Indiana. Thank yeah, you, Rich. You know, it's going to be cold and lonely uh, uh, in the winter in Warsaw. <laughs> It's going to make sense. Stephen doesn't speak language. You guys mind if I read the list of current original programming on Adult Swim? Sure. Yeah. Let me know if you've heard of any of these shows. Uh, I assume there's one of them for sure. Yeah, there's uh, one I would have picked, but it's still on. I can't believe this. I yeah, yeah. Actually, there's two shows now. Yeah. Is but, it Metalocalypse? So. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Still That's on. still on. Wow. Weirdly, it's only season 11. I love that. It's but the it most started British. in 2000. Yeah. Adult, Adult Swim does that shit all the time. There's Venture like seven Bros. seasons of Venture yeah. Bros. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but I, just the fact that Adult... But I, Aqua Teen Hunger Force debuted on September 9th, 2001 and has 11 seasons over that time. It's so British of them. They'll just come back for a holiday they special or whatever. for yeah. a long time, I think, yeah. Aqua Teen. Off the Air. Never heard of it. Which is a, an experimental television program. I actually have he- I have heard of that show yeah. because some of my friends have talked about it and said it's actually quite like they do some cool stuff. It feels sort of Stan Brackagey. Rick and Morty. Is that Adult that, Swim? Yeah, I forget that. Yeah. Is a, that's Adult Swim and not Cartoon I for, Network. I forget obviously. that. Yeah. Primal. Uh, I think I've heard of it. Is that like, would, take place in a prehistoric setting? Yes, uh, I, Anacronas, I, I, Ant- I watched. And. I watched the pilot for Primal, or not the pilot, the the promo. Sometime I don't remember when or where or how. But it's uh, it's it. Gendy Tartakovsky, right? Um, so that's that's, uh, why, that's why I heard about that's it. That's why yeah. because they were t- because it's the guy who did Clone Wars and fucking Samurai, Samurai Jack. Jack. Yolo, don't know what that is. 
Crystal Fantasy is the subtitle on it. Yolo Crystal Fantasy. Teenage Euthanasia, which I feel like is probably a Euphoria parody in some way, but I don't know. It sounds like uh, it. Uh, Smiling Friends, Royal Crackers, Unicorn, colon, Warriors Eternal, <laughs> and My Adventures with Superman. One of no, these is really no, not like Never heard other. of these last four. My adventures. Uh, so my adventures with Superman is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, I'm it's like watch it, a, it's like a, it's like a Lois Lane centric. The animation's very pretty, mm-hmm. um, and I've watched some clips from it where I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I see what this is doing, and it's not. It's it's a semi serious show. Like it's not. It's not Adult Swim the way Xavier Renegade Angel is. Yeah. So I was, but I was going to say the fact that Adult Swim went from what we were talking about, where it was just kind of like. A certain kind of animator identity, which animators uh, I love and respect, and I adore all of your work, and your your stuff isn't a genre, but there is certain genres within animation, and I think Adult Swim is a genre onto itself, uh, especially for a while of these sort of like low-budget, but lovingly created, offbeat sort of things, like a Squidbillies, like an Aqua Teen Hunger mm-hmm. Force, you know, the Squidbillies pilot cost 11, th- or cost... $1,100, I believe, is what I saw was the number to make, uh, to produce it, which, like, yeah, the original pilot episode was $1,100. There are, like, I own things that are more than $1,100, mm-hmm. and that's remarkable, uh, you know, to, to have that. Uh, so you had that sort of house style, and now it's like, oh, Gendy Tartakovsky has two shows that air on Adult Swim. Like, yeah, I right. think that speaks or to like the, the change... Expensive. Well, not only that, but also like the sort of change of what the programming block yes. is. Yeah. Yes. And also the sort of perception of what an artist like Gendy Tartakovsky is, where it's like, oh, if Samurai Jack was pitched today, You'd would it just be swim. Yeah, an adult swim thing instead of something that we watched as children yes. and is kind of an origin point in many ways for mm-hmm. our tastes. Also, Steven, since you mentioned it, uh, Metalocalypse uh, got canceled 10 years ago, but they just did a revival movie to wrap it oh. up. Also, Travis, congrats for picking one of the shows that was removed from Max. Yeah, I was expecting to be able to watch it on Max, and they only have the last season. Yeah, you you picked one of the shows that was removed from Max. It was actually removed the same day. It was part of the announcements of like the first ones of that or whatever when they announced they were removing Over the Garden Wall. And because I only know uh, big spooky dweebs, everyone was up in arms over uh, the removal of Over the Garden Wall. Even one though of the every easiest person- shows to find... I was going to say, even though every person I know who said that has at least an MKV file of the whole program <laughs> yeah, on, it's just, on a thumb drive somewhere. It's just, I don't know why anybody... It's anyway. I understand it's on, why it's as on a sort everybody's of, plex. <laughs> Everyone has yeah, it on Yeah, but the as a sort of like general preservation thing, I understand why. Sure, I just sure. thought it was funny that it was yeah. like that. So Squidbillies, uh, the removal of Squidbillies was buried, from my knowledge, because, you know, they Friday news dumped it behind over the garden wall. They didn't want you to know that they were getting rid of They didn't want bullies. me to know. They didn't want me to know anything about this TV program. They didn't want me to know uh, that Charles Napier was going to be appearing in this television program. <laughs> Thus becoming an all-star in a very unlikely fashion. Uh, what was the first thing that we had Charles He's Napier He's the for? voice of the Incredible Hulk in the live-action Hulk There show. we go. I was like, I knew he was in some way. <laughs> And I couldn't remember what it was, but only the uh, second Steven, one, not the original. <laughs> like, he was Stephen, do you know one. who Charles Napier is? I imagine it's Billy Napier, uh, Florida <laughs> football coach's uh, uh, older brother. 
yeah, you got it right. No. Um, what would you best know him? So he was in many Jonathan Demi films. Okay. And I've um, seen some of those. Yeah, like he was in Silence of the Lambs. I've seen as, Is he like a fad in that? Uh, he's. I think he's with the SWAT team, maybe, mm. um, or one of the cops. But you wouldn't know where you would know Charles Napier from. You wouldn't, Stephen, but you do know him. He's a good friend of yours. You love him because he's in the opening scene of one of the greatest comedies. Well, not the opening scene, but he's an important part in the opening moments of one of the greatest comedies. A frequently discussed pr- a thing uh, on this Austin television program. Powers. Yes, he is the general that wakes up Austin Powers. The one that has to tell Austin Powers that the that the America won the war. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yes, uh, all of like that. The, actually, the capitalist won. <laughs> we Austin, we won. Oh, great! Yeah, I know. The whole Yay, gets the phone call where he's like, "Look after my dog, feed my fish." You know, does that whole thing. I'm going oh. to London, England. Yeah. Oh. Uh, because I was listening to his voice. He plays the sheriff in this. And I was like, where the fuck do I know that guy's voice? What is going on? And then it was like Charles Napier appeared in many uncredited roles across the series. And I was like, why was he uncredited in these years? But Interesting. I am, I imagine no one here had a relationship with Squidbillies. No one's, you know. No. Watched. I feel like we could talk I've more about relationships ads. with Adult Swim more broadly, uh, maybe. You stayed up late as a child watching it. And then in college, you would come home and catch it, right? No, not really. Like oh. a lot of Adult Swim is like a thing I had like a vague cognizance of, and right, I see an occasional episode. I certainly tried to watch Metalocalypse because that had obvious appeal to me, but I was never super uh, into why? it. Tell me, Travis. <laughs> I don't understand. Why uh, would I'm Metalocalypse a fan of the, <laughs> the genre uh, of metal music? Um, I don't know. I'm also I'm also using this to be like the why did why did you pick this show um, kind yeah. of thing because we haven't done an Adult Swim show. The ultimate Adult Swim show is somehow still on, as we've, as we've said. Otherwise, I would have picked Aqua Teen. I swear I did not realize that we were going to be recording this the day after the Georgia-Auburn game, which is really my <laughs> only my really my really only true exposure to the show. Otherwise, is the Auburn... I like driving in my truck, Auburn Sucks, uh, song that early sings with T-Pain after some episode. Like, I knew that this was a show with a lot of college football jokes in it, although they weren't in these two episodes. I did learn that yeah. there's a character named... Herschel Walker, Kyler, them dogs as hell, don't they? Um, but, <laughs> but mostly I just picked it because I, I just felt like it was like the next most adult swimmy adult swim show. And I've always just been like, I have heard Squidbillies as good as much as I couldn't believe it when it came out, even at like 13. I was, even when I was at peak, like monkey cheese XD random humor, like Squidbillies as a concept. I was like, I don't think that that sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, ooh, I, ooh, Travis. <laughs> I um, I struggled with watching Squidbillies partially just because uh, a very grotesque first animation. episode is garbage. <laughs> well, also just like even the last one, I just grotesque animation styles are not necessarily my thing. Not super jail guy. Uh, not a. I guess home movies isn't grotesque. As it much took as me it a so really long time to even even touch home movies. Like and I, I like, do think like that's hard. Watch it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of funny things in there, but also then even then, like I think while Super Jail is a certain type of grotesque, I think like it's kind of clean. The yeah, exactly. Kind of it's like, not the, crudely it's, drawn in the same way. There's it's, a there's a clean line aesthetic, and the characters make sense even if they're exaggerated or ridiculous. In the well, like some of the people in this, I'm like I don't understand, which is a bit more home movies, but um, home movies is uh, you know it benefits from having the god 
H. John Benjamin in many roles. And yeah. like, yes. And I've never watched tons of home movies, but every time I see a clip of his character just Coach talking McGurk. about something. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, like, well, like well, I do have to watch this clip. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time it comes across, what I'm is like, the, oh. what is the guy's name? Zach? Is that the kid? The kid with um, the hair? Brendan. Brendan. Yeah, because it just you. is Brendan. Brendan's right. Small, just, right? Yeah. just literally, I will listen to Aishon Benjamin say Brendan over and over again. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Brendan. that's enough. That's yeah. enough for me. <laughs> The that that genre of just like I, I feel like it recently became and I, I mean I guess probably less um, recent it's probably now actually a few years the moment where someone will say a really long thing on Twitter or something like that there will be some post and then someone will retweet it and then just have a character with a speech bubble. <laughs> It's off for that McGurk, post. yeah. 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 <laughs> Seeing those ones where it's always like, oh, I I'm now re- I'm now reading this in a different voice. Um is the Coach McGurk, I thought I was a communist, Brendan, is that real or <laughs> was that just someone doing that on Twitter in a perfect impression? I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I've seen like one home okay. movies and I similarly was just like, I, I can't look at this for too long. Do you know what? Do you know what? I have an I have a new answer. I think like like other people. I, somebody asked me the question: Who would it hurt you the most if you found out they were horrible? Uh, and I actually think he. I actually don't think anyone could name anyone who beats him. I would. H. John be Benjamin. Genuinely devastated if I found H. John Benjamin was a bad guy and like like a like a a predator or you know one of those things. I would. I would actually. That would hurt, hurt a really broad swath of people too, because everyone from the home movies types to like Bob's Burgers fans to yeah. Archer His folks. jazz it's albums are great. The jazz al- right. like, <laughs> well, I should I have forgot, <laughs> learned I to play the piano. He, <laughs> I forgot that he did a voice. He voiced an animated version of himself to launch the, <laughs> the Gravel Institute's YouTube channel. Yeah. He also, he also did the voiceover for like the weirdly high quality, high production value, a promo video for the next season of Blowback. Have you guys watched that? Oh yeah, no, I, I meant I, to because I, their promos are always good, even though the podcast their promos, just goes in that, and out. That promo was wild. <laughs> I do love the divide between who H. John Benjamin voices in shows and who H. John Benjamin physically can appear as in shows. Yes, uh, and I think that's a really great understanding of his role. Um, forever in my heart as the uh, the the talking can of vegetables in Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> yeah. Some of the yeah. most amazing line deliveries just packed into that thing. I can suck my own dick, Gene. I've never told anyone. We were just kids. We yeah, had no business reason, being We really got to save this for a show that he was actually on because he's not on nah, No, no, no. It's okay to do it on Squidbillies because we can do it again. And also, you know... That's the thing. We don't have that guy on Squidbillies where we're all like, oh my God, You're can not you believe this unknown Henson uh, fan? We have a man who got fired for saying mean things about Dolly Parton and then I, also being deeply critical of uh, Black Lives Matter. I cannot. The, just the, the inclusion of the Dolly Parton part that I yeah. was like, wait, what? Yeah. Yes. He, and what, um, they did, what they did with that, I cannot. Like, I was so distracted during the entire second episode because I was like, that's it, Tracy Morgan and that you couldn't possibly pick a more different approach to this character that just haven't be Tracy Morgan. It was jarring. Um, but yes, yes. He, uh, he unknown Henson called Dolly Parton a bimbo. Oh, and a slut. Okay. 
um, after a response to an article of her support for Black Lives Matter. She's one of the most famously monogamous people out there. She's just been married to some guy, like, forever. But she's definitely not a bimbo. Sometimes I see things Dolly Parton said, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Does she get it more than her, isn't her she appearance get it more is than intentionally anybody? bimbo-ish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, isn't she... Uh, is she the one who infamously, uh, like, she and her husband live in separate houses? I don't think so. I was chatting to a friend Th- who was like, I want a life partner. I want to live in separate houses. And I think that's such a crazy take. Like, I, I mean, it's not. Like, it's not crazy. It actually isn't at all. But, like... <laughs> It just, it just, it's so hard for me. Separate rooms, I'm really on board with. I'm actually like mm-hmm. there. I'm there. Separate houses with a person. I mean, if if Matt was here, or perhaps if this was uh, during the era when he was single, he would often <laughs> share that Whoopi Goldberg quote. That's like, why Whoopi Goldberg will never marry? Quote: I don't want someone living in my house. <laughs> <laughs> So funny. <laughs> that's the, says the deeply monogamous. It's like a really, that's just such a rich person thing to say. Like, <laughs> I want someone in my house. Speaking of, uh, you know, um, socioeconomics, uh, Squidbillies um, has some things to say about that. Uh, well, I, I was going to say, I actually wanted to talk a bit more about the voice cast. Um, because the show was created by Jim Fortier and Dave Willis, who had worked together on um, on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Fortier had done the Brack show, and then Dave That's Willis. That's the one the I heard everyone talk about when Max pulled it. Was people were very upset that they took Space Ghost down. Um, I think um, I think uh, uh, surreal, weird, animated talk shows deserve a space in the world. Yeah, uh, it's why I was very excited uh, to hopefully see clips from. Uh, what was the Elmo talk show that they that they were doing on Max? I was like, I can't wait to see the clips from this. And then it never, it wasn't the thing I wanted it to be of just like, basically Jiminy Click, but with Elmo was what my ideal form of that. Yeah. Um, the Not Too Late Show with Elmo was the name of the show, <laughs> uh, which is also where I was like, that's a good name. That's a good I name. I just want to see... I was like, because when I saw it, I was like, almost getting a talk show. I was like, perfect, great. They're going to put Elmo in a suit at a little desk, and then they're going to have like, I don't know... Jim Parsons come on and talk about his television program or whatever, but it'll be fun to just see like weird clips from that show and be like, "Oh, this is surreal." When we're devoid of context, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking Matt Siani this shit and say every single live talk show host should be replaced by either a puppet or an animated character. All of them. Uh, we don't need them. We don't need Jimmy Fallon to be Jimmy Fallon. Jim, replace Jimmy Fallon with Kermit the Frog. Replace Seth Meyers. Would, hold on. With, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. What? They would never replace Jimmy Fallon with Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog is owned by the Walt Disney Company. They should replace Jimmy Kimmel. Okay, sorry. With Jesus Kermit the Frog. Have you considered Fucking that a Kermit hell. the Frog hosted talk show might be too popular and too culturally <laughs> impactful? They're leaving money on the table. <laughs> Consider what are they doing dangerous. with the Muppets? Make them! This, this is amazing! Fozzie is the fucking Andy Richter sidekick. I don't know why. I don't know why they haven't done this. Animal is the band leader! Is that a thing? Are we just describing I think they did do a Kermit talk show. I think it came up at the Muppets episode. Uh, but, like, why is it off the air? There was an episode of The Tonight Show where He's Kermit guest hosted. Yeah, that's he it. stepped in for Johnny Carson. 
Sure. But make it a make it a thing. Like I just Oh my god, they interview Bernadette Peters and Vincent Price. Sorry, I'm now looking at the Kermit filmography and I'm distracted by the Thirty Rec episode where it says appearance as himself. Like what else yeah. is Kermit yeah, going to appear as? <laughs> unless it's a mu- unless it's a Muppet <laughs> thing where Ian oh, Maddie's playing characters. He's played, he's played Bob Crack, uh, Bob Cratchit. He's right, played, that's how he's played in here so is, many characters. He's played many yeah, characters in Muppet, but in a in a non Muppet <laughs> property. I love the idea of him just doing a guest role where he's just playing <laughs> oh, a different yeah, character. That's- they got to play uh like you're watching like a you're sitcom and you're like soul and we've been with the frog is just playing one of the characters one of the people who like <laughs> such a good him. idea <laughs> they're just calling they're just calling the guy max the whole time but it's kermit f- the frog playing we're finally finishing er max. and just imagining if kermit was like a patient yeah, but he's, <laughs> he's not called Kermit. He's called. They know, never draw attention to the fact that he's called Bill Johnson. He's called Alan. Yeah, he's giving a very dramatic, sensitive performance. <laughs> <laughs> this would be so good. <laughs> what would, is? That? Why, why aren't they doing? People, yeah, would, people would just accept it because it's Kermit the Frog. The fact that everyone talks about it, and this has been brought up on the podcast before. The fact that everyone's like, "Yeah, when you act with the Muppets, you forget that they're not pu- they're, they're not real." Like you just <laughs> there's a guy right you, there below him, and he no. doesn't matter. Like it's like Danny Trejo telling Kermit the Frog he's had a really tough time since his mom died, and then Kermit the Frog hugging him. Like these are things that have happened, and that's why yeah, it would be so good. Where yeah, it's just like yeah, no, uh, this. Um, yeah, this week's Abbott Elementary. Uh, yeah, there's a new substitute teacher. And it's Kermit the Frog, but it's not like Kermit. It's just Kermit, the puppeteer that is Kermit, playing a different character, basically. Just like, yeah, no, he's just the teacher. Yeah, and everyone's, no one draws attention to it. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, and then, and then like, but I, I think we should take a step up. And I think, like, Kermit should be, Kermit should be starring in non-Muppet movies. Like, okay, you know, there's a, there's a third Top Gun, and he's the co-pilot or whatever and like and like it's just kermit the frog but then people start talking about kermit the frog performances the way they talk about oh this one's kind of weak from kermit you know he kind of phoned it in on this one we know what he's capable of but or just like i'm tired of kermit's trying to rebrand as dramatic actor he doesn't he actually doesn't have the juice (laughs) or we learn that we're just like yeah no kermit he's like philip seymour hoffman man he can do kind of anything he's really welcome presents yeah I would love all of this. But also, let's not get distracted from the original idea. How good a Muppet talk show would be that is just Kermit in the suit behind the desk interviewing celebrities. It, it, it's like a... It doesn't make it's sense like why ones. it isn't happening. Like, I just yeah, don't... It's, but it's, it would be too charming and good, and it, everyone would give genuine <laughs> interviews just like Hot One. Exactly. Has a Muppet been on Hot Ones? We talked about this. Okay. We have already talked about the idea. I think we have. I have, I have the distinct memory of the idea of Kermit the Frog going on Hot Ones is a thing I've talked about before. And I assume this is the space where we're in the idea of just like, you have Kermit pretending to eat the wing, but then the puppeteer is actually puppeteer eating the wing. Like, the puppeteer and he's got a reaction with the hands. Yeah. As he's doing the Kermit like face. Yeah, the- exactly. No, we talked about why well, hasn't. That's, there's basically nothing in American culture that I don't understand why Kermit the Frog hasn't done. Yeah, like, stick him in anything. He should be I on Squidbillies. He should be on Squidbillies. Have Kermit voice somebody. He's from the deep. He's from the deep south. He is Georgia as hell. <laughs> 
I what believe he's think? from Mississippi or Louisiana. Okay. Oh, what uh, do you think? But... Yeah. So he's he's doing all right. Uh, he's he's yeah. Kermit's a really big boost at Old Miss actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kermit gosh. in the Grove. <laughs> Kermit. Kermit's really putting the pressure. You know, Kermit's really being like, mm, did LSU have to hire Brian Kelly? You know, he's not putting defenses together. Uh, um, um, Kermit's shelling out to keep Lane. Um, <laughs> Squidbillies. <laughs> Right. How are we going to talk about Squidbillies for a while? Well, we we're going to have a whole bit about what a <laughs> Kermit the Frog. Yeah, we're going to go we didn't get to like in the Muppet episode. Looks like we're going straight into it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the beginning and the end of the world. Opening narration, we get <laughs> right. We we just get the narrator talking like this is a show called Squidbillies, and like introduces the town they live in and Dual uh, County. The first episode is only set dressing. Yeah, yeah, and true, it's kind a of true remarkable. true pilot of this is what the show is going to be. Yeah, here is our very crudely drawn sheriff. I hated the way the sheriff looked, played by Charles <laughs> Napier, great voice. But I just was like, what is? What I did love, they him. did very quickly establish a thing that I absolutely love throughout the pilot episode, which is the dramatic singing of uh, what was, was happening afterwards. Easily the, easily the best bit. Easily. Yeah. Like, there was no He's bit that was good. He's going to die in three uh, years. Yeah, but, like, and, like, the, and like the, 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 I thought the sound of the guitar and, like, the fact that he was so far in the background, you couldn't even tell what he said <laughs> until, like, the third word every time. And you're like, oh. I really, I really think that was a good bit. But it was the only good bit in mm. the in the in the pilot i'm just now at the imdb quote page for it and they only have one quote from the first episode and it's granny talking about ketchup mm. i thought there were amusing bits here or there they uh, kept establishing yeah. bits that could have been good and then ruining them like but, but like almost on purpose like the um early robbing the convenience store and wearing the bag and him knowing it's early and then him removing the bag and talking to him and then pulling it back down and then cycling through that a series of times was was they they tripled down on that joke too much yeah yeah it was the, the idea bit. of him, the idea of him taking the money using it to pay for the thing that's funny that's on its face that's funny but like and then him stealing it again yeah. good button Leave. Good button. Good button. Leave. And that, but they, yeah, they kept going back to it. Because then, what happens is he gets arrested when he says to the sheriff while wearing the mask, "Oh, it's me, early." And on, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say here and be like, "Oh, here's how I would have done that." But I just was like, "Oh, that's too much of this all." Yeah. And then you already had the like up, down, up, down, and then having him do that thing when it's up, like you could just, you could just have like pulled back and been like the sheriff was standing there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, but that but that was kind of the feeling of this episode was that every joke was like, "Here's the joke, guys." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it? Yeah. This this granite company in town with the one big building. It's called Dan Halen. Don't worry about why. Well, that the was main, the other thing. Yeah, you don't need like to say the opening word. is. It takes so long before you get to the Squidbilly part when you're just watching this first episode. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, here's a bunch of jokes about this company that appears to only kill children. That's its whole thing. Right. It's, yeah. it's this industry well, killing children. But that's children. so 
Adult Swim piloty stuff. What's it's just, yeah. just like here's what's funny: killing babies. Like that. I feel like there. I feel like there should be a name for when people we're think doing grotesque violence in animation, etc. Yeah. Dan Halen. I will say, reading about it, like so. Dan Dan Halen was a character name I knew on the show. I didn't realize he was like a weird Sasquatch thing that ran a business. I thought he was like another Squidbilly. Um, but uh, reading about that character, he does have one of my favorite tropes, um, which is he's the character that's been alive since the beginning of time um, and has been there through... He's been evil throughout history, I guess. And you, of course, <laughs> like this trope because that's that happened to you. As someone who's, yeah, been around uh, forever since and just can be seen in the background of many, many famous Yeah, images. yeah, you were there. A meteor fell to the from the earth and you, as a caveman, slept near it and uh, and woke up and you were changed and you became actually the first of uh, the homo ship, uh, you know, homo sapiens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Dan Halen runs the sheetrock company. That's actually a front for him running. Yeah. The business of like a baby death of baby death traps. And yeah, a lot, yeah. A lot, this pilot was the most like pure strain adult swim of the mid 2000s that you could do. There's not, there's just no joke there. Like, well, there's just, it's just not you. Ha- there has to be something. There has to be something real that you're tweaking. Like it's just, uh, I don't know. I think um, I think part of this is that uh, it really reflects the uh, difficult production that this show had. In that it came about as we already discussed, because one guy went, "Hey, uh, squid bellies, <laughs> that anything?" And then thirty-five different scripts were written in an attempt <laughs> to make it something. Imagine. Like, kudos to them, and maybe they were very excited for it, but it is just, like, seeing the idea that an executive was the one who was like, hey, here's these, I got this great idea. And then 35 scripts had to be written over time to try and figure out how this can be anything. Like, over the course of a year, like, absolute, just pure executive brain is how I'm reading that part of, like... No, you're absolutely right. Um, that, that, that an executive being, like, Squidbillies make it is the a the problem, and then the thing is, if you get talented people and you're like the show you're writing is called Squidbillies, over time the talented people will make it something. That's how talent works. Like yeah, they're just gonna make it something. And like you know, as as much fun as it is to joke about it, at least with the idea of Squidbillies, you're like with just oh we only have a name. That's something to work from, like. It's not the, uh, uh, is it Joel Silver? Oh, I can't remember who it is. Um, John Peters. Is it John Joe? Peters? Oh, the mechanical spider thing. The mechanical spider, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, ooh, John Peters being like, put a mechanical spider in this. And everyone's like, no. Uh, what is, when when they're the working what, on the huh? Superman movie. <laughs> John Peters, uh, who, uh, did you see Licorice Pizza? No, but I almost okay. did. He's the guy. Uh, actually, Bradley Cooper plays in that. Uh, he was a producer in Hollywood who got his start uh, by dating Barbara Streisand, and then uh, went on to be a successful producer. And uh, when working on the canceled Superman movie, uh, Superman Lives, maybe or whatever it was, the one where Nicolas Cage was going to be Superman with like Tim Burton as the director. There was the idea that he would fight a giant mechanical spider because John Peters wanted to see a giant mechanical spider. And Tim Burton was like, that's really stupid. No. I've and, seen uh, that scene. 
Yeah, well, uh, you've seen the scene where what? Where where they're on a train and there's a giant mechanical spider? In Wild yeah, Wild West. So, oh, yeah, yes. so in Wild Wild West, what happened was he got his mechanical spider because he was the producer again. And when working on that movie, he was like, also, oh, they got to fight a giant mechanical spider. And since Wild Wild West was held together by chewing gum uh, and had no substance, they were like, sure, yeah, we can do that. There can be a giant mechanical spider at the end. That can be the evil villain plan. You're giving us the money to make this movie? Yeah, well, okay, let's do it. You want us to remake Men in Black, but it's in the Old West? Sure, okay. That's one of those executive meddling things. Though, of course, eventually John Peters got his second spy, uh, mechanical spider because in The Flash, when the multiverse is crashing in on each other, Nicolas Cage appears as Superman fighting a giant mechanical spider, and uh, American culture came to its logical end point. So, yeah, that's, those are the things I think of when I see an executive being like, what if it was called Squidbillies? What if there was this thing called Squidbillies? And they're like, hillbillies, but they're squids. Don't worry about how they're alive. Also, they don't look like squids in the least. Do they have ten legs? Uh, they're not biologically accurate squids, no. They're uh, Appalachian yeah, mud I squids. I don't care about that kind of... I don't care <laughs> yeah, about that kind that of... Is a, that, that doesn't that bother me at all. Like, as, just, the, as the animal nerd here, I feel like I should, I should be the one making that... Uh, having that irrational uh, peeve about it, but I don't. Uh, What's the deal with that snake, man? I'm so confused. That was snake the, man? I He's did snake, like man. snake man. Right. Snake a lot of the thing was just like, this just sort of feels like random. It feels like a thing that you're stoned and you watch at 1.30 in the morning and you think it's really like, funny, oh, which is a lot of adult man, swim at the time. A snake? I'm snake. I'm mad snake. Man. Right. Early had a relationship with this lar- this grotesque human was, woman. Was fucking the human Wow. I don't, way, to, way to be fat phobic there, Travis. And then, and then, uh, and then, and then, then early, and then how she's drawn back in the, he, she, he had sex with her anyway, even though the other guy was there. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's like five minutes of the episode. Um, and <laughs> which leads yeah, us early went to prison. And we only covered the first two minutes. So damn, we're basically done. Right. Whatever. So right. Early's lover had his child, Rusty. Hey, and then Rusty was raised by hey. wolves, except that was a dream. I don't understand what any of that, that. Joke oh, was. Well, that was the worst joke of the whole that thing of going on so long. Where it was Hold just on, like no. we're gonna watch his face get ripped apart again and again. Right. And again. Hold but on. The, what, go ahead. What, what what was the deal with that other guy inside her? Uh, that she ate. That was him. a throwaway. Wait, joke. Did she did she American God to that dude? That's like a throwaway so. joke. Yeah. Yeah, he got stuck in there. Uh, but did she did she America why wasn't that uh, which it wasn't Brian Doyle which Murray was that guy uh the, yeah the third most famous one um I can't remember his name Brendan Brandon I <laughs> just start saying I think they all, I think they all are Every, everyone's everyone's named Brendan 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 um and it, actually if H John Benjamin had just been that other guy in there like hey hey help <laughs> Wait no 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 no! Hey, come back here. Yeah, then I would have uh, laughed. Uh, the race by wolves thing, like the basis of that joke being the wolves do like teach him basic human concepts, but not very well, is funny. But yeah, then, it was just yeah, every, everything. Every the, the beat thing of, ending like, with him ripping with his face. Yeah, that was just nothing. That was nothing. Like, yeah. <sighs> did you like when he was in Rush though? In Rush. In the wasn't that Rush? the other dream sequence? I don't remember that because he blows up because he 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 wires he himself to wolves, explode apparently right. he blows up the wolves and then he's like isn't that the dream sequence is that he was in rush I don't remember that being in there okay, I feel like I should have I would have noticed that he's like in a rock band in it yeah, 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 yeah. 
It's like, if you're about to tell me, so oh, sorry, I meant the Ron Howard movie about racing, then I'm going to no. leave the room. But they do love to make rush jokes on Adult Swim, at least on my sample size of two then, between this and I know there's an Aqua Teen bit. Why, why can't I find this clip again? Why can't I find the even Because you had a dream sequence that Rusty, that Rusty Kyler was in Rush. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, the Wolves part happened later in the episode than I thought. Mm. Yeah, it was kind of near the end. I mean, it was just the most frustrating thing because a lot of these jokes were close to being funny. Like the idea of him being raised by wolves who taught him like better than the education system in his town. Like there, that has legs. You can go, you mm-hmm. could go places with that. And they just didn't. They chose not to. It's not that they couldn't. It's that they chose not to. Right. I was right. There is a scene right after, it's right after he explodes and he's laying there bleeding with like tentacles severed and all of that. And they're like, fortunately for the wolves, that was a dream. And then you see Rusty, and he's on stage with Rush, and he's like, all right, I'm in Rush! And then the guy goes, <laughs> this, too, unfortunately, was a dream. And then he wakes up. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah before he's of, raised by wolves, go ahead. I was just going to say a lot of jokes that were kind of just throwaway jokes, which, which, was, which was the pacing. You know, that was the pacing of the show. Yeah, I just think, speaking to the quality and pacing of this program, there was a Rush joke, and Travis doesn't even have I the guess memory I guess that's of what it. he said. Um, yeah. But yeah, because it I was just, it was a sentence. It was one sentence. Yeah. 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 But uh, think, Stephen, Stephen, think of how many times there is one poster in one frame no, no, in the background yeah, of a no, bench. You're right, but yeah. those linger. You can see them and you're <laughs> it's, it's a sentence you can miss uh, I, I, it's quick enough if you just don't pick up on what he said. No, you know you what? Know. Some, no, what, Travis, I'm not buying that because sometimes <laughs> I go back through, and the poster was actually in one shot for a second. Like yeah, that. Right. Like that is not. I'm not buying this explanation. He right. says he's in Rush, and then there's there's like a fake, like Rush song playing and all yeah. of that, and yeah. like it is apparent. It is obvious. It's it's just funny. I think it speaks to where you were at watching this, where you're like, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't register yeah. that at all. Before he was raised by wolves, he was being raised by his aunt who is drawn with Lily pen. Yeah. Lily or lid. I think it's Lil. L- like Lydia or something. I think it was Lily. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, it's like the top of the <laughs> jar, <laughs> uh, who is drawn with pendulous squid breasts, uh, and has a meth lab. What does the word and this pendulous mean? Like hanging like, like, like a pendulum, uh, like a pendulum. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we get the first instance of them killing the sheriff, which apparently is a very regular thing a la Kenny and South Park, um, although uh, also in the canon of the show, the sheriff, there's apparently Dan Halen has a farm of sheriff clones. I can't believe you stepped, stepped on my nothing joke like that, Travis. <laughs> I was just Take it like, from the wow, top. that's a funny thing. I wish that another cartoon would think of that. That's funny another crudely too. animated cartoon with a penchant for <laughs> extreme violence and surprising situations. One of the most tired jokes in existence. I think we they stopped killing this. I think they stopped killing Kenny like. 15 no, I years mean ago. just in general with television programs of like, we kill these characters but they come back. Yeah. In in the defense of TV makers, at like uh, and again there are a lot of jokes that aren't tired, obviously, but like, fifty years ago there were like none, and now there's so many. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's hard. 
Yeah, and this was 2005, so... Applying that logic to other things rocks. <laughs> in the defense of bomb maker, In the defense, in the defense of atomic bomb makers. I feel, the, I feel the way about music sometimes where I'm like, when oh, people this, are like, is, uh, this is derivative. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but damn. They can't help what year it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are only so many riffs. Yeah, what else fucking happens in this episode? Rusty's reunited with Early, who's on Well, on yeah, so Early gang. goes to jail. Ja- yeah, Early had gone to jail. Um, uh, Early was very... Uh, he, he does. I'm very curious about Early's view of relationship and sexuality, uh, considering he appeared to have a threesome the night he conceived Rusty uh, with... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember the woman's no, name. You don't need the to snake man. Um, and I just... It was, it was very surprising that he... Uh, you know, not only took it in stride, but then jumped in and was like, where do you want me? And it was like, wow, look at that. You know, very, a modern man. He's a modern mm-hmm. man, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he's, um, he's in prison and uh, he's on a chain gang, but um, Rusty comes and hugs him after hugging a different person and then... Um, uh, Another nothing the sh- joke. Yeah, the sheriff is so touched by this that he releases early, who then shoots and kills that man. Another yep. nothing joke. This uh, was very, that like, was the one. honestly... This was even less Adult Swim and more like Newgrounds uh, yes. yeah. vibes yeah. to me when this happened. Yeah. Uh, just about to say, the character pulls that shotgun out of nowhere to shoot another character felt very early animated web comic sort of or like webtoon thing where it's just like, oh my god, can you believe that happened? And then the sheriff, uh, the the Squid Man says something that we don't. I mean, not the uh, the Snake Man says something we don't understand because of because um, he's the language. Yeah, yeah, and um, the sheriff is also touched. And releases him and gets eaten, which he, yeah, had gotten earlier. Uh, his face had melted because of the perm made with crystal meth. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy Charles Napier saying the thing about uh, the crystal meth setup looking like the face of God or whatever mm-hmm. tart toter ass speech he gives before his face melts. That was good. But that's just because you have a guy with that type of voice saying human existence or whatever. I'm like, uh huh, yes. We also it meet, is a fragile. We meet the late. granny, uh, who I was Master also, Shake. Yeah, who's voiced by Master Shake at least at first. Um, and I was also reading she's like her actual familiar relationship with them is unclear. Of like, she could be Early's grandma or his mom or the progenitor of all Bud Squids or something. She has some line about how she's very mad that or she hates a uh, her ex husband because she's like. He married me, got me knocked up, and had a kid, and the kid grew up to be me, or whatever. Like, there's a whole, just okay. like very confusing, you know. And she's in a state of perpetual near death, so she's always seeing visions of squid Jesus. Mm. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Again, I cannot yeah. stress enough. This is this is Dana Snyder, and he is just doing the Master Shake voice. It sounds exactly like Master Shake. It sounds exactly like that time that person paid Dana Snyder to say the tweet about you don't understand one ape can have multiple juices or whatever. <laughs> uh, it was jarring to just have that moment where I was like, why is Granny Master Shake? And do not give it a twist. Master Shake, Master Shake is uh, one of our greatest characters. What, what is it? Is it Frylock? I'm Frylock. Steven's Master Shake. And you're, you're Meatwad, Travis? Are you sure is? I'm not Meatwad? Oh, I don't know. Meatwad. Maybe you are Meatwad. Meatwad's another one of those voices where I'm like, I'm pretty sure, I, for some reason, like when I'm like in the shower, I'm just like, I think I can do a good Meatwad. And then like, if I'm like, 
Yeah, you know, with the lights on, like with the mics on, I can't do it. But I swear to God, I could do a meat wad. I I like the idea of Alex walking around. No, you're the apartment doing you're doing you're doing Morrissey. Sorry, you're doing your. No, no, I'm not. Morrissey okay. more like this. You do, you're not doing the meat wad voice. I can tell that's you that. not being like meat wad. Wait, but that's, you, that's before, your you also didn't sound like meat wad. I need to watch more. I need to watch more. Yeah, I was like, that was a little bit Hamsar, but he's being killed slowly. Um, <laughs> really yeah, you're all doing the kind of similar things. Hey, Ian and Travis, did you watch more Squid Billies? No. Uh, probably not, but like, I feel like, especially just knowing, obviously, that went on forever and seeing the differences in the finale, like, if I were the type to like sit and watch Adult Swim shows in general, like this is one that I'd give a shot. But really, I was thinking it was like the only Adult Swim show I've ever watched start to finish is Joe Para talks with you, which is probably the opposite energy of this. To be fair, one thing I did enjoy, and there's way less of, and I don't know how many he had in the two episodes, but I imagine he has like some number in the hundreds based on mm-hmm. the way the bits going. I did like Early's hats. Yeah, there's a there's a shitload of them that is a recurring thing. Is that they change like yeah? What were what were the ones we saw? Does anybody remember Booty Hunter, which is one of the main ones? I think because if you look up really Kyler, like, that one comes like up that. a lot. Yeah, it's no, it wasn't like Honk that. if you're horny because that's the fucking that's I think the you should leave. I think you should leave. I mean, that's also just like a a real yeah. No, I'm sorry. I think I think they invented that. Hey, for what, I think you should leave. <laughs> he, okay, here's the complete list of hats in chronological order. Um, oh yeah, so we saw Here's the Beef, and then we saw Breathe If You're Horny. Why do you not have that Breathe hat, if you're horny. Here's <laughs> <Yeah>. the Beef. <laughs> Why uh, do you not have a hat that just says Here's the Beef? Uh, so, World's Greatest Illegitimate Daddy, there's a trucker hat that he isn't wearing. Uh, oh, that he does wear, but like in a context, which it says, May I help you, my child. Uh, there's one that says Groom. <laughs> there's one that says also gold. an extremely good hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know if I can get through this list in a reasonable amount of time. Uh, Just I guess speed us with some highlights. Talk over us. Uh, no, go through them all. Booty Hunter. Okay, here we go. Booty Hunter, support our troops. Uh, it gets struck by lightning and says support our oops for the rest of the episode. Um, <laughs> I love you, Daddy. Sunny lied. Tricky two. I ant one Jack a lot of squattery. The lottery should be Jack squattery because I ain't Jack squatting a lot. A and they should <laughs> rename the lottery to Jack Squattery because that's all I ever win in it. Uh, John Beer, Swayze Crazy, uh, God's Good Buddy, Remember 9, 111, Do It To It, uh, Damn Remember I'm Good, Gynecologist, Saturday Night Only, Hooked on Jesus, Hooked on Darwin, I'm Gonna Knuck and Futs, um, uh, Truth, Uh I support Flatex because I'm flat. I f- support the flat tax because I'm flat broke. Taste Daytona, body work by Wanda, shoot first, ask questions never. Uh, too cool for you in all caps. Damn bald eagles. Uh, lifeguard on booty. Ice wind, <laughs> ignite and excite. David Allen, CEO, live in action. Jesus shaves. My other hat is yo mama. Didn't ask, don't tell. Been there, done that, got this hat. Got breast milk? No obla jibber jabber. <laughs> nifty, nifty, look who's 53. Guns don't kill people, <laughs> I do. Uh, 
uh, line dances do it in a line. Born to die. When God takes a dump on your head, you just kind of craft it into a hat. This ain't a hat. It's a rag top for a sex convertible. This hat contains minimum 80% post-consumer recycles hats. Laugh so I can see them bounce. Um... These colors don't. This hat run. is. This hat has been. Uh, this hat is not to be reproduced without the expressors and consent of Major League <laughs> Baseball. Lerm, uh, always remember June nineteenth. Wow. Okay. Uh, body for pleasure, mind for sin. Uh, love it. Leave. That's great. Love it or leave it. The final solution. Um, <laughs> not the final. The fine ol. Fine. Final solution. Yeah. The final solution. All right, and that's we're cutting it on that one. Too funk to druck. Uh, here, hold my hat while I have sex with your wife. Um, this guy's got quite the hat collection. Uh, I really like Swayze Crazy. It's very jarring <laughs> considering the rest of these. But uh, I bet he loves Roadhouse. Slut rustler. Here's the thing. <laughs> nice legs. What time do they open? Uh, I like to grab butts and two is underlined. <laughs> That's <laughs> the sequel. I'd rather be ellipses financially secure. Um, <laughs> so funny. I'd rather, you know, I'm planning on being rich. Real, mo- real men love Jesus crossed out women. Uh, hey gays, <laughs> I won't be a hater if you can get straighter. Uh, a hater is H. The, the number eight R and straighter is, you know, the also same. Also an eight. Uh, heterocephalo. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. There's also a thing that I guess revealed over the course of the show that all the squids are actually hermaphroditic. Um, mm. And at some point early gets pregnant and has to empty his egg sack. Uh, it's five o'clock somewhere, but it's 420 here. One that just says granny sucks. Um, <laughs> um, I would watch... Not more Squidbillies, but I would watch the clips where Jason Isbell uh, is in Squidbillies as Nubbins. Reverend Nubbins. Yeah. Also, Did- Brendan Small appeared uh, throughout the show as Dr. Jerry. So all of our earlier talk about home movies is totally justified. Yeah. Divorce is strong with this one. Keep drunk and carry arms. Um, I believe everything. <laughs> 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 I enjoy sex with women in all caps because I'm definitely in all caps a man in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> they're not hot flashes, they're power surges. I don't lay eggs, I lay women's. Um, <laughs> Some very good bits there. There are a lot of uh, really funny ones. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I <laughs> would rather be dot 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 <laughs> financially secure. <laughs> it's just that's so good. That's perfect. If Darwin like that is, we lose, that's pretty good. Um, the long impact that the alien versus predator marketing team has had on American society <laughs> is truly remarkable. Which Since is, I believe that is the whoever wins, we lose. Yeah, that is the origin of that. Okay. I actually should get a hat that says less podcast and more. There's a few of these that I would wear. One of them was financially secure. I just, um, that one's just so good. It's so <laughs> applicable in so many I situations. I would also wear a hat that said, I love women in all caps because I'm definitely in all caps a man in all caps. <laughs> I would definitely wear that That hat. one is insane. <laughs> you do like a tournament of like these hats versus Frank's hats from 30 Rock. 
I would just do it. I would just do a tournament of these hats. Like I would just put yeah. it at 128, whatever, and then. <laughs> anyway, great, great bit, Squid Billy writers. Just and so the final on. episode, uh, which um, I don't know if we hold on a sec. Um, oh, I have too many tabs about Squid Billy's open. That's embarrassing. That's <laughs> what this podcast. I don't know your lore. Uh, the first episode was called, of course, this show is called Squid Billies. And the last one was called, this show was called Squid Billies. Was called Squid Billies, yeah. It's nice that they got to end it. This is us. Terms. This was us, of course. Yeah, similar like show, similar vibe. Very uh, similar. It's about except, um, family. Except with the most jarring recasting probably ever done. I, I completely agree that firing um, uh, unknown... Uh, unknown Stuart David Baker is like his real name, but Unknown Hinson is his stage unknown name. Unknown Hinson. Uh, it's like I a psychobilly musician or something. Absolutely the right call to fire them. And, um, he probably went on to say things about, I don't know, uh, like free speech or whatever, not really understanding what that uh, actually means, considering the type. I do believe he said that uh, getting fired from it ruined his life, which, good. But also, how much were you making as like the lead voice actor on squid billies i i mean um i have no idea uh he's 88 years old so wikipedia has him listed in 1934 and tv trips has him listed as being born in 1954 yeah there's no way that man is 88 years old this is all a lie um uh, here's what i'm gonna say ban quarantine generally exile all psycho billy acts and artists we gotta. We as a nation need to put a lockdown on that until we can figure out what the fuck's going on. I don't think I've like since Guitar Hero two. That's exactly what I'm, I'm thinking of. It's like Reverend really Horton Heat song. Yeah. I don't think I've ever like encountered a psycho. Like I've listened to a Cramps album. Like I don't know what else. I don't know. This is a whole subculture I've never even encountered. Maybe we as a society have already done this work, but if we haven't, yeah. Like it's better than regular rockabilly stuff that we need absolutely done away with but just like psychobilly is such a niche thing that i don't know but like that's what he's known for there's been a lot of musicians on the show there's been a lot of country musicians who play themselves a hat that said david allen ceo is because david allen co was on this show at some point as you said jason isbell voiced the character by the end of it there's a surprising amount of celebrity cameos that were on this chad otrosenko as of course himself the yeah as himself of course yeah, the t-pain, T-Pain. one uh, yeah, can I get a T-Pain whole list? T Pain used to of... just do whatever. Like T Pain was just like, ah, oh, sure, yeah, that'll, that's yeah. A, uh, Wee Man, Fred Armisen, uh, Thirty Eight Special, Todd Berry, Coolio, Bradford Cox. Sure, he's from Georgia, right? Aren't Deer Hunter a uh, like an Athens yes. band or something? Atlanta band, it seems, yeah. is what it said. Rachel Dratch, Mick Foley, uh, Jason Isbell, uh, Ralphie May, R.I.P. Paul Stanley as himself. <laughs> that surprises me. The the band Black Lips. Oh. That's a name I haven't thought about in a long time. Uh, John Worcester. Sure. I, I think about, I'm not going to teach him how to dance with you, like, at least once a year. That's Black at, Kids. Oops. Jillian Welch played a uh, singing forest animal, which probably would make me cry. Oh, man, and Lucinda Williams and Will Oldham. That sounds like... <laughs> That sounds like I would love shit. to hear a Bonnie Prince Billy album that is just about Squid Billies. Uh, artists who have Bonnie, performed sorry, versions Bonnie of Bonnie Prince Squid Billy. Anyway, oh, fuck you. <laughs> artists who have performed versions of the theme song. Uh, oh, that uh, one's I crazy think, too. 
Uh, against me, the B-52s. <laughs> Cannibal Georgia Corpse. Legends. Yep. Uh, Nico Case. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jason Isbell. King Con in the Shrines. Lamb Chop. Uh, the organist for the Atlanta Braves. Leonard Skinnerd. <laughs> Father John Misty. Willie Nelson. John Prine. Todd Rundgren. John Prine did a version John of the Squidbillies theme song. Sturgill Simpson. William Shatner. T-Pain. Sharon Van Etten. Kurt Vile. Widespread Panic, Weird Al, Yellow Wolf, ZZ Top. Uh, did you see the most recent Righteous Gemstone season? No, I have to... Where Sturgill Simpson has a, a supporting role. Uh, you're not... Okay, I'm going to spoil this. It's not a spoil. And I don't think you're going to see it. Not anytime soon. I saw the creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw God himself. <laughs> I saw I saw our, our creator. Yeah. No, I saw the creator of the new Gareth Edwards film. And... Um, it's fine. It looks amazing. So I, I, I enjoyed that part of it. But I'm watching the movie. I'm alone in the theater. Uh, basically alone. I go see it alone. And I'm basically the only one there at the screening at like 540 on a Friday. And, uh, you know, it's about uh, robots, uh, artificial intelligence, real anime influence. John David Washington's a, an American operative uh, who is like trying to stop him. And they get a guy like it opens with like an action. Like it's like 10 years after the, the, the strike on Los Angeles has mm -hmm. destroyed it. And uh, you, you got John David Washington there, and they're like, oh, you know, suddenly they're like, uh, a bunch of American military show up, uh, and uh, you're like, oh, shit, these guys got to get out of here. And they're like, we captured one of them, and they pulled the mask off, and it was Sturgill Simpson. <laughs> and I just, like, basically allowed, just go, Sturgill Simpson? <laughs> Having no idea <laughs> he was going theater. to appear in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And there's no one within, you know, rows of me, so it's not like anyone overheard this guy sitting there you alone. shout it. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I probably said it at a decent volume, but it was a very loud theater. But yeah, and then I learned, uh, which I think really adds up to what you were just saying, that that role had to be recast because of delays and was originally going to be Danny McBride. And the idea <laughs> of if I had been watching that movie with no knowledge that Sturgill Simpson had appeared, if it had been the same thing where they pull a mask off a guy and it's Danny McBride, I would have fallen over. Yeah. Uh, but I love that. Yeah, they apparent. I guess. I guess Sturgill. Danny was like, "All right, Sturgill, I can't do this. You gotta go be in this Gareth Edwards movie. You're gonna love a robot woman. It's gonna be great." Um, but uh, Squidbillies finale. Grandma died. This is the second television program I watched today where a grandmother died. Uh, what was the first? An episode of Reservation Dogs. Yeah, there's a thing where he early. Voiced by Tracy Morgan, uh, hits her and it's like, oh, she plays possum all the time, and then she hits her. He hits her again, and then he says, she usually says, ah, oh, when I do that, which was a, there was a callback to that later. Um, basically, they're like, what's her name's like? I'm gonna move to this woman who's been Tammy, who's been raising slash dating. What's his She's, name? The kid? No. Oh, are you talking about the sister or are you talking about his wife? Who's the Wait. Or a girlfriend. He, girlfriend. Ran, Rusty Rusty has a girlfriend named Tammy, and they have their, their child, Macho Man Randy Kyler. And well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Why would it be anything else? This episode starts with her on a date with a guy who's like, Are you sure you're not still dating Rusty? And I guess it's because they've been at odds about she's gonna move to some other town. She wants a new start. She wants a better life for her child, Macho Man. So then she's like, well, there's nothing for me here. I'm going to move to another town. And Rusty's like, 
and she's like, are you come with me, Rusty? And Rusty's like, oh, I can't because Grandma needs me. And then Grandma dies. And then she, she's like, are you going to come with me? He's like, I can't because Early needs me because Grandma just died. Um, that's kind of the plot. Well, slow down. <laughs> slow down, Chief. You just I'm did, just you just did half the episode in one sentence. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just, I'm just saying the plot. We can go back and talk about the end. No, of the I, I'm, just, I'm just joking about how with 11-minute episodes like this, <laughs> <laughs> that will happen. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, so the we talked about this. Yes, the overall grand bump in, in like production and everything like that. Like the glow up in Squid Bellies, huge glow up. Um, these people that they were showing, these human beings, looked like human beings. Sure, they were exaggerated, but it wasn't you know the the sheriff. Uh, from before, although the sheriff bef- from before is kind of drawn the same way. <laughs> well, and yeah. then, there's de- then there's a deputy that apparently is like a defective clone of him. Uh, he's got a mini me. It's normal. Yeah, find a new slant, and they have a podcast. That seems normal. Having a mini me, yeah. That's just having, having a podcast a with him. <laughs> having a ch- having a podcast. And he's your deputy. Yeah, if they brought back, if they relaunched Austin Powers now, Doctor Evil and Mini Me would have a podcast. Although it'd be tough for Mini Me, I guess. Yeah, well, the character can live on. He's so important. To no, the I meant because he doesn't really speak. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I Not because it's Vern Troyer. Yeah. R.I.P. also, but. Uh, yeah, and so I, I, the thing I struggled with in this episode was I love Tracy Morgan. It was just jarring to hear Tracy Morgan. It's jarring, and like this character like, completely Morgan. changes who this character is that, yes. like, I can't even imagine if you were somebody who watched the show for. 12 seasons before this having that like i get the fuck you of casting like a famous black actor to play a guy that you fired over racist comments but he's just doing I tracy and like that doesn't work for like your redneck squid guy that i lives say this in the with blue ridge mountains it's just tracy yeah, morgan. i say this with love and respect to tracy morgan i don't think you can ever get tracy morgan to do anything other than be tracy right not since SNL, and even then, most of the, his iconic SNL work is just being himself talking about animals or whatever. Yes, I love Brian Fellow as well. Um, but I knew you would know the character's name. Brian I Fellow, kn- Safari Planet. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was the thing. Was just like the first time hearing him speak and be like, "Oh man, yes, of course, it is just Tracy screaming." It just it changes it all because I immediately like. Tracy Morgan is in the Matt Berry camp of they can say something really normal and it will be the funniest shit because they know how to say something just funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they, they will suddenly like they'll change inflection or they'll mispronounce a word in a funny way or something like that. And it is pure genius. But it just this character in the second episode felt so different because it's Tracy there being like, no, I'm in charge of this cult. And it's like, well, uh, wait, what's going on here? Yeah. So okay, this is a weird. I like. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna align with you guys on this. Only like I. I understand what you're saying, and I'm not saying you're wrong. But like I watched the pilot, and in the pilot, not enough was established for me to care that this guy had a different whole energy. Like it didn't. It didn't jar me because in the in the in the pilot, I was like, oh fucking no. And then I was like, "Oh, this is this character." And, I'm, and you're right because he did the voice for twelve seasons. But like, I just, I just wasn't charred at all. I just had fun. I guess I felt like maybe there's enough in that pilot plus like assorted clips I've seen that just like I know what early sounds like well enough without having really watched the show. 
Yeah, and and, and well, also even in that little bit, he didn't feel like a Tracy Morgan character. Right, that's the thing. If he was a different actor that does a different type of deep Georgia redneck voice, that would fit. Uh, and Tracy know. isn't that. This is a character that is supposed to be very stupid. Seems to be you know the thing with it in a variety yeah. of ways, and the Tracy Morgan brand of stupidity is very different and like a sort of buffoonish lovable nature like to man it. man child type thing going yeah that's just it that's just it like you guys are right but like so what like i don't know well, we're just you know it's funny <laughs> okay I'll, I'll, I'll take i'll take you guys are right but so what i'll take that yeah, <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I was just man. so distracted that's the whole fine. time by that um i i wasn't yeah. is all i'm saying I was right. I mean, you clearly how much thirty absorbed a lot of the, of the finale because you had your long bit about what it's it's messaging and what it says yeah. about. I don't think that. America. I, that by the way, Travis, I don't think Stephen providing genuine analysis qualifies as a bit. But that it's, might be me. I didn't mean bit in that sense. Let's not what I meant. <laughs> Unless term this had is meaning all... before it became a comedy thing. Yeah, bit, unless it bit. is like one of those things where Stephen, who has decided that the bit is like missing various plot points over time on this program, watching the wrong episode, and then every now and then coming through like Linus in, uh, <laughs> in <laughs> Charlie Brown Christmas to remind us all the moral core and the the, the production. I do love the I, idea of Stephen being like, "I'm going to do some character work today. I'm playing guy who paid attention." Uh, <laughs> And absorbed what was going on. Uh, you know what? Asking me, asking me to pay attention for eleven minutes is—I mean, there's something here, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> paying attention for eleven minutes. Okay, all right, let's do that. Y'all ask me to pay attention for two hours every week, and man, mixed results. Yeah, Adult Swim shows uh, the no, ideal thing. I don't know. I think, I think, I think I'm talking brain. about the two hours of this. I'm not talking about two hours of TV. I'm talking about to you guys yeah. and myself. Yeah. No, I was gonna say I think we've gotten some bangers uh, today yeah. already, but I guess we're only at an hour and forty. How would you feel if you were at a funeral and the eulogy uh, was uh, like a bull's introduction? That'd be good. And then what? I said that'd be good. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I figured. And then the guy giving the eulogy ripped his shirt off and <laughs> ripped all of his clothes <laughs> off. I guess is he nude or is he just shirtless? He's just shirtless. What do you think? I like that. You're supposed to do the Ric Flair woo after this. And he's like, no. I don't know if there's a time in my life where someone could say to me, "You're supposed to do the Ric Flair woo," and I would say no. I think instinctively, yeah. always. I think if if it was the right person's funeral, I would think it was amazing. Um, if it was the wrong person's funeral. As much as, as if much it was as my I'd grandma, to, it'd be weird. Yeah, as much as I'd love to lean into their dead, it doesn't matter. Um, I I don't think I can. Like I think uh, I think I'd be like if they don't if they wouldn't like this, then I wouldn't like it. But like if it was like Ian's funeral and Travis did it, I'd be like hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although it would probably be vice versa, no? Travis's funeral. I can't day. imagine Travis ripping his shirt off to give a eulogy, so no. I, I'm going to kill myself and then haunt this. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, can't, I also can't imagine thing. him doing. I can't imagine him doing it. But like, if he did, I'd be like, "This rules." I have said before that we're ready to get married. Uh, we're ready to get married, and I had to do that whole like you know the introductions that they like to do at weddings at like the the the. Um, the reception and all that, it would be a fucking sports. <laughs> oh, I've been saying for years that if I got married in Detroit, I would do everything I could to try to hire Mason, the Pistons PA guy, and do the final countdown Pistons intros for the bridal party. Yeah. 
how that's much the shit you want. Like that's it the rocks. sort of that's the sort of thing where if it was off season, you might be able to get him. Yeah. Like there isn't a in there the is a dollar there's a dollar <laughs> amount that he would do. It I'm with. sure it's yeah. I was like I'm sure it's doable. I'm Everyone sure has people have honestly tried, but like. Everyone has a yeah. price. Unfortunately, I, I mean, you wouldn't even I need them there think in person. I don't necessarily fly. <laughs> um, would you need them there in person? You could just have a recording. Yeah, you could just have him record it. You could uh. just, yeah. Okay, it's got to be in person. I understand. We were yeah. just trying to help. <laughs> the, 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 we're here as your wedding planners now. <laughs> Fuck the rest of Squidbillies. Come on, Travis. What else do you want? Oh, I don't know. I, it's not the same. It's truly a thing I've been thinking for like five years. Of like, that was so one awesome of the most Mason genuine the disappointments. I know. I know. Uh, the <laughs> idea. I'm actually really stra- taken aback by the emotion that Travis just showed us. Like, yeah, Stephen and I it's are It's because I have a lot of emotional the, ties uh, to Pistons intros from the mid-2000s. I mean, who doesn't? Me. I, I have no emotional ties. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so grandma died, and <laughs> yeah, uh, so early Kyler does this whole thing, and then he puts on a ring, but it's a ring for women. Everybody calls it a women ring, he puts it back because it's embarrassing. And then later, how that was really like gender's not real, you can wear a women's ring, it's a ring, as Especially long as if it you're fits, her, it's a hermaphroditic mollusk. Uh, yeah, that. <laughs> that's a fair point. As well. <laughs> Gender is really I, not real, but then. I, but I think it's really like, yeah, you're right. Really, it's lame that Squidbillies doesn't have a way weirder view of sex and gender no, than we I think do. It, no, but I think it does. Like, I think, I think that, in the two episodes we watched, yeah. correct. But I think, I think it's fun to be like this hermaphroditic squid has fallen so far into this hillbilly culture that he's like, I'm a man, even though he yeah. literally kind of isn't. <laughs> the insecurity like, of having hat that says I'm definitely into women because I am definitely <laughs> a man. Yeah. Like that's fun. Like that, that's like, I kind of like the idea that he's like, Oh no, if I wear this woman's ring, people might notice that I have, that I can what switch my genitals depending yeah, on what I need. Lay eggs. Yeah. Yeah. The grandma is apparently like an omnisexual also. And has, Died many times, but been sent back. Her soul's been sent back to her body because she keeps trying to flirt with Squid Jesus, and you can't shoot or shoot. Flirting with Squid Jesus is also a good bit. Anytime somebody flirts with Jesus, I'm like, yeah, this is this is yeah. So Rusty um, breaks the cycle of violence and abuse in the household, in the family, and decides he isn't gonna stay around and care for his father, a monster of a man, but instead. Is going to start a new life with Tammy. Tammy? Yeah. Um, the second best Tammy. The <laughs> the pause after the spirit of Grandma appears. And he's like, Grandma, can I use your ring? And she's like, I never liked Tammy, but... There's no end yeah, sentence. There's no, there's no end. There's no, I had no second part of that sentence. <laughs> I just never really liked her. Yeah, never liked the woman. And him just like, oh, I'll take that as a blessing. And goes and is like, all right, I'm going to marry you. Uh, she's like, you better be real about this. And then she he shows the giant truck he stole. <laughs> she's like, oh shit, yeah, you are real about it. We got to get out of town now. Yeah, and um, yeah, uh, the, and then the truck drives over the spikes on the road, but you know, just is fine. I noticed, like, yeah, yeah. Well, early Kyler thick enough tires. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you see the size of those tires. Fair enough. Those spikes aren't going to do anything. Right. Um, yeah, and he goes and he starts a new life, and early. Uh, uh, complains about it on Facebook. And that's the only thing he does because he. Is yeah, that was a that was a good bit. Is him that was commenting unlike <laughs> in like all caps and much exclamation points. He didn't even post it. He didn't even. He just typed a bunch of and knocked his, his computer over. He was too cowardly. Uh, also, it wasn't to even Facebook. Post. It was Facebook. Yeah, yeah, of well, course. Sure. 
supercut of all of the be- of the generic knockoff Facebooks yes. that have appeared in fiction. Yeah. The various names that they've had to use. Anyone have anything else to say about squid billies? Billy the squids. Auburn sucks. Auburn sucks. Auburn, yeah, does Auburn suck? Does Georgia uh, suck? They're not great. Um, I mean, Auburn's not but Georgia, great. But they did give Georgia a game yesterday. My boy Peyton Thorne, former Michigan State quarterback, is uh, having a tough time in eastern Alabama, I would say. Well, yeah, so that was Squid Billy. Steven, you're up next, right? Okay, so here's a question. I, I had an idea, and I like it, but... Because it's it's a movie, a movie. It's a show that had like a really strong cultural impact, and people still talk about it a lot today. But I kind of think it's not long enough. So I guess I'll throw it out there, and you can tell me if you're okay with doing it. How about like there's that? just not enough. Like it was a one season thing, or uh, yeah, I. Th- I think it was just one season. I'm reading about the history now. I think it was just one season. Yeah. Yeah, because I never watched it, and everybody talks about it, and I had no idea what it's like, but everybody was like, oh, so good. Uh, I was going to pick Freaks and Geeks. No, we got it. No. Sorry. That is so prominently one season and all that. Like that is, that is, that is when we like we'll save it. Yeah, that's that's like when we did that whole like, oh, we're only doing the one season month thing and celebrating all that. Like that is one that Travis and I both picked on that one. Yeah, you both picked it. Or no, like talk. almost did. Like, yeah. well, sorry, it's like we well, consider yeah. it. Cause, like, well, that's what. Okay. Well, that's what I'd I was be happy to talk about like, it because I do love that show, but I'm also. I, well, fine that's with the other reason like, why I don't think thing. it works if yeah. it's just the three of us doing that. Is it's a show that only Steven hasn't seen that you and I have seen every episode of. Yeah. Because that's just going to be like, oh yeah, and then here's some other stuff that happens. Sometimes that. that's and good. I don't wanna... It's better when it's when there's four of us. If it's three people who've seen yeah. everything, I don't, don't want to talk about James Franco <laughs> right now. I'm picking. I'm picking Atlanta. All right, that, there we go. That's going to be a very interesting one for the format. Um, I've Why seen every episode um, of Atlanta. I uh, haven't seen every episode, so so I guess it's you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's me by default. Uh, Travis, you want to do the time? Uh, yeah. Uh, Ian, in 30 seconds, tell me everything that you think that you know about the television program Atlanta starting now. Uh, Atlanta was an FX television program uh, that was created by Donald Glover, and it also has Brian Tyree Henry and Lakeith Stanfield and Zazie Beetz. Uh, I believe Hiro Mirai does a lot of the direction and like production on it. And uh, it is a sort of like surrealist comedy series about a down on his luck man who starts managing his uh, cousin, who is a rapper named Paperboy. And uh, it then goes on a variety of surrealist time. Bizarre. All right. Join us next week to hear uh, three white people talk extensively about a show (laughs) that uh, is quite often about white liberal racism and white guilt and attempts to... (laughs) And, and and racial relations, uh, I'm sure it will go fine. Yeah, it will. I liked Atlanta. I it's really never got back also. to it. Yeah, yeah. I never got back to it after like the, there was a long gap between two and three. Yes, and then three and four came out in the same year. Oh. Yeah, so I, I've got. I will. I will have not seen the finale. And as I've been watching an FX show, I've been thinking to myself, I should get back to Atlanta. And so instead, I'm just going to watch the finale. Yeah, All right. <laughs> you can do that. Honestly, like. 
I'll watch the finale and I'll watch that Neeson clip. Yeah, watch the Neeson clip. Watch the long. Watch the episode that's just a fake documentary about how a goofy movie is the blackest. Uh, okay, film we can't do this now. All right, All right. thank <laughs> you. Uh, that's next week. We did the same thing. Yeah, we keep doing this. Yeah, we're like, then we don't always, we just... then we don't always talk about the things that we wanted to talk about in the previous episode. In the next episode, we never actually get back it's, to no, it. No, it's it's uh, it's like Arrested Development's next time on Arrested yeah. Development, and yeah. there's a bunch of fake shit. Yeah, I don't uh, know. There'll probably be a lot for of uh, Wugas for Zazie Beats. Uh, I will be I very know. respectful because I got fucking bodied last night in the chat. <laughs> in a chat because um, I wasn't that bad. It was just um, uh, we were making fun of DaBaby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one person said, imagine being famous only, no- or imagine being known only in relation to Dua Lipa. And I was literally typing, I would like to be known yeah, only in relation to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's like, I would like. And like, as I was like typing it, one person was just like, in before someone says this. And it was like, oh, uh, the immediate, like, the Ian uh, specific yeah. emoji was on it. And I was like, Man, congrats Ian on being in, brought in to motivate the Colorado Buffaloes football team next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. That was what the context <laughs> yeah, that was. We, it's crazy. It, was the, it started with that. What and a I was weird like, choice, Dion. <laughs> that was literally the context of how we were talking about the baby and like about the worst beat selection of all time. I was trying to find all the Dragonfly Jones tweets about the baby rapping over fucking shit flute solos <laughs> and all of that. <laughs> of <laughs> just like tiktok videos of someone poorly playing a flute that are retweeted and it's like damn the baby's looking up this guy right now <laughs> uh okay. thank you <laughs> thank you for listening thank you to matt for his wonderful production work week in week out we love and appreciate you matt and he didn't have to watch this animated show so congrats uh, all right Stephen, can uh, you bring us home take us home don't you, you say, I say, what did I say, me? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>